Robins at the Gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Put your money where your mates are. Playing is easy. Make your predictions on the outcomes of your chosen fixtures. For every result you predict correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves their top dog. Choose your own entry fee, however substantial or small, and split the winner's pot as you see fit. Who Knows Wins. Download the app now and start playing. Hello, welcome along to Robins at the Gate. We are here to reflect on two performances from Bristol City. One that got a point, but it was the first drop point of the season. And the defeat, we're recording on Wednesday, so the defeat last night to Middlesbrough. Gregor was at both games, I was at the Borough game. But let's go in chronological order then. Uh, Gregor, starting with the Barnsley draw, gutting to concede like that in the last moments. What did you make of the overall performance? To all again, by the way, your tweets. Your tweet was a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. I have heard from a fair few Bristol City fans on that one, and I do apologise to them if uh, they feel I jinxed that match. <laughs> but yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible that it was another 2-2 two -two draw. Fifth one in a row up at Oakwell, and it was the right result, I believe. I think... Barnsley did deserve a point, unfortunately, if you look at the whole thing. But there are a lot of positives from in, from that one for Bristol City in that they did create a fair few chances. They came from behind, turned the game around. And probably the biggest thing for me is that they were way better than when they drew 2-2 their last season, mm. which was a, com a completely different performance. And Barnsley really deserved to win that game at Oakwell then. And even though... They, they came from 2-0 down themselves. But this time around, Bristol City, yeah, they, it was probably more about the second half performance. They, they were a little bit slow to get going. Obviously, um, not great to concede a goal in the first minute or two, whatever, from, um, from a corner. But yeah, they did better in the second half and fair play to them. Yeah, O'Dowder though, it wasn't his greatest moment, but I do feel like he gets unfairly criticised on social media and fan forums. He, he takes a lot and it was not the best challenge. He led with his arm, probably was a penalty. What do you make though of, of the fallout after? And we didn't see O'Dowder last night either. Um, yeah, I... It was a penalty for me. I it was a clumsy challenge. I, I I do feel a bit sorry for Odalda. Like like you're saying there, he he gets a lot of stick from the fans. I'm not too sure why. Maybe it was do to do with contract his, situation. Yeah, yeah, I do think that plays a little part in it. But he, he's a, he's a, he is actually, and you'll know this as well. I'm sure, Michelle. He's a lovely guy, actually, and genuine guy, and he does try really hard. I think. I think the problem there with that challenge is he, he's just going in to win the ball, but he just mistimes it completely. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to get in there and like do something. Do you know, do you know what I mean? He's trying to affect the header from Solbauer, uh, stop him getting a clean header. But he'd actually been better off not making the challenge at all, obviously, in hindsight. It's just so horribly mistimed. Yeah. It was a penalty for me, though. And originally when I saw it, I thought that was... A, on the line outside the area but the more I've seen it and I've seen a, a couple of stills I think it was just inside unfortunately and I, I actually think the referee got that spot on 
Yeah, well, let's let's move on to Wednesday, uh, to Tuesday. Now it's Wednesday. We can reflect more on that as it's, I guess, more relevant now. I mean, a point up at Barn- Barnsley is a point. But last night, oh, what, what a terrible game, Gregor. Not one shot on target from Bristol City. Only one shot on target in the entire game. There isn't, mm. overall, at that point, there wasn't a lot to talk about. Dean Holden said... He thought there was a lack of a spark um, in, in the side, in the Bristol City side. And of course, I asked him about Taylor Moore after as well. And he said he went into the dressing room and he apologised. But that was the pivotal moment in the game, wasn't it, Gregor? And, and talk me through what, what your thoughts were. Because Dan Bentley rolls it out, as he so often does, to Taylor Moore. He turns into trouble. And you're thinking at that point, just get rid. But he tries to mm. take on George Saville. Saville nips in. He still has to finish it. Credit to him. Good goal. But... Taylor Moore, he just looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders after that, didn't he? He did. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable place to be on the pitch after you make a, a howler like that. I don't think Dan Bentley has particularly helped him because you, you look at when he rolls the ball out to him um, or passes it to him. I can't remember which it is. Just uh, Taylor Moore yeah, is actually. I can't remember if he passed it to him or rolled it out to him. But yeah, it's just like a, yeah. you know, it's like a ten yard, eight, ten yard pass, isn't it? And they do it all the time. Mm. But yeah, but Taylor Moore is, is just looking away, isn't he? He's just looking upfield, so he's sort of, it's not the greatest timing. However, he does have enough time to either, I thought he would just pass it back to Bentley, because if you look at Bentley, he actually makes a, a great position for himself just to receive the ball back. So I'm not too sure why Moore then tries to move forward, and he, he obviously can't get away from Saville. And on Saville, I have to say, he does very well, but it's also... The second time in four days that we've seen a former Robin peg back this team. Obviously, Corley Woodrow on loan scored the, the equaliser late at Barnsley. And now we've got George Saville, who was on loan for seven games at Bristol City as well. And he's doing the damage on on Tuesday night. So, yeah, yeah but you're right. It was, an, it was a terrible game. Not many chances for, for either side. And, yeah, it was a, some people are saying it was a typical Neil Warnock performance, a masterclass of him. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was typical, wasn't it? And he was delighted after, and he thought it was a great performance from Borough. I thought they were okay, but I didn't think they were anything special. And that lack of a spark, then, um, Dean Holden said to us last week on the podcast, he does not like to change a winning side. Uh, the only change from the Barnsley game was Dan Bentley and goal replacing Max O'Leary because he was back fit. Do you think we're going to see some changes on Saturday? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to because Alfie Morton had like a nasty injury. I I thought he was okay for a minute because he was getting back up but it looked like his left foot didn't it Gregor um, well, funny, well when we asked he, Dean Holden his boot off that's why I say it because I was really confused about what he was clutching and yeah. when I did my report you know I said he was injured and then when he was going off down the tunnel he took his left boot off so sorry go on what did Dean Holden say it was well, he, he didn't he, 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 we asked him we said well which part of the leg was it and he, he said no idea <laughs> so, we, I, yeah, I can't clear that one up. I don't know if, if Dean Holden's been a bit coy there because he, he doesn't like to give too much information away on, on injuries. So, so yeah, we might have to be patient on that one. I've seen a few people on social media suggesting it was his knee. And, yeah. or, and if that is the case, then that is obviously very worrying. Mm. And I have to say that after the game, Dean Holden, he, he did sort of hint that he was worried about it. Mm. But at this point, 
we don't we don't know too much on that. So we'll have to see. The only the only thing is, of course, that they've got Thomas Callis back right now, and so maybe if he is out for a while, then the skipper can obviously come back into the team. And and, and I have to say, actually, I didn't think there were many positives last night, but mm. I, I do think if you are looking for some, then defensively you could argue. It wasn't a bad performance from that point of view. I mean, you take away Taylor Moore's catastrophic error, and actually, Middlesbrough. Yeah, point, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Mills. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Middlesbrough created very little, and, yeah. and you, oh, yeah. you're on for a, a nil-nil draw, a valuable clean sheet, and and yeah, and, and keeping the unbeaten, unbeaten run, but but not to be. It feels like the international break came at the worst time, doesn't it? Just- yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does, with a way. They haven't been the same team just after. And yeah, I'll come back to your question in a second on, on um, the rotation. Um, but I just wanted to ask you about this, actually, Michelle. <laughs> we we both, and I think everybody working in football, actually, kind of loves Neil Warnock because he's such a character. Yeah. And you've obviously worked very closely with him, Cardiff. And I, uh, did you speak to him after the game? Because we, we did, and he's given us some great, comments here which I've read up this morning but he was in great he was obviously loving winning at Ashton Gate and he suggested there might be his last time of, of visiting um, Ashton Gate so this, this is what he said after the game I have to admit that I missed the crowd I said to the security guard when I came in it's so strange not having people banging on the coach windows I was hoping I could have done a lap of honour at the end, sump the air and give the crowd a wave because it could have been my last visit here. Yeah, so. <laughs> classic Warnock, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he said similar to us. He said, you know, he was missing being booed and, yeah, it wasn't the same. And I had a quick chat with him before because obviously he's had COVID recently. But oh, of course. To me and probably to you, he looked he looked absolutely fine. And, yeah, he was, he was in great form. You know, he said he... he he comes to Bristol City and he doesn't always fare the best. And I think he had a very balanced record, actually, um, against Bristol City. And it's just tipped in his favour now. But yeah, he yeah. absolutely loves playing Bristol City. And yeah, he was in great spirits after. I mean, he's got them doing what a Neil Warnock side do. He's got them all behind the ball, really organised. If Bristol City are going to pump balls forward like they were in the 10 minutes, that's bread and butter to a Warnock side, just to clear those away, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, he was saying before before we did our official chat, I said, you better. And I said, oh, is, is Sharon, is, is your wife up with you? He's like, yeah, she's come up with the dogs. And um, <laughs> she went to Morrison's today. I can't believe her. I said, well, you need to eat. He's like, yeah, no, I know. I don't. <laughs> it's just, you know, obviously they've gone to being really, really careful now after, after he had it. And, you know, 71-year-old man getting COVID was a worry, I think, but he's doing great. And I know that fans sort of love to hate him, but... Uh, speaking from a neutral point of view, he's an absolute joy to deal with. And, and the first thing he asks, you know, when he sees you, is, oh, how's the family? How's the little one? So it's just a, it's just a nice bloke. And he plays up to the mind villain role perfectly, doesn't he? I've got, yeah, I've got two little stories on him, actually. He just reminded me. I've, I've bumped into Neil Warnock once outside of football, and that is in my local supermarket, uh, actually, where I live. And he, funnily enough, I didn't, I didn't recognise him. My wife recognised him, and he was in the checkout queue in front of me, and he had a massive, massive trolley of shopping, and he was just paying for it all. And this was just after Cardiff had been promoted to the Premier League. And, of course, he, he gets to the front of the queue. He's got all his stuff there. And he'd blooming forgotten his wallet. 
So, yeah. yeah, I felt really sorry for him. He was, he, he was obviously very embarrassed. It's the sort of thing that happens to everyone. So he, he was very apologetic. He had to run out to his car and he came back with a massive <laughs> bundle of cash, which he, which he, <laughs> which he paid. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and I thought it was just funny, the timing in, in that, obviously, Cardiff had just been promoted to the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, there he was without a wallet on him. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I think he had enough money by that point. He had his best. Yeah, fair, fair play to him. And the other thing was, yeah, it, it, there's, there's always been a few City fans who've said maybe one day, maybe Warnock might come in at Bristol City because he's mm. got links to the South West, hasn't he? And I, I wonder if that... It. You can't see it ever happening. It's, it's probably too late in the day now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's too late in the day, but he always says this is, every job is his last job, so you never know. You never know. Yeah. Actually, just speaking of the Cardiff link there, Neil Harris was watching on last night. I bumped into him in the concourse, the Cardiff City manager. Obviously got one eye on the seven-side derby, which is coming up in just over two weeks. Been moved to a 6 yeah. on a Friday night now. And, well, I was hoping to be covering that game, but... Unfortunately, with the BBC, they've stopped us going into Wales. When I do games for Five Live, we are not allowed in at the moment. Ah, okay. So I was meant to be at the Cardiff game tonight, and I was looking forward to, you know, sort of scouting out with one eye on that one. But yeah, Neil Harris was there scouting both championship sides last night, and uh, he yeah. said to me, he's like, what have you had to report on so far? I said, not a lot. <laughs> that was at half <laughs> Yeah, because he was sat alongside us, and yeah, yes. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough have got Cardiff at the weekend, yeah. haven't they? So, yeah, exactly. So he will have been taking that in. On, on just last thing on Middlesbrough, but I don't want to spend too long talking about them. But I, I was impressed by them last night, as you say, just supremely organised as they, as one-off teams always are. And I think they've got some real talent in there, though. I thought, thought that midfield three really bossed it. Halson, um, Sam Morsi, he's a, he's a really shrewd pickup for Middlesbrough. They won't have paid too much to get him from Wigan, and and obviously George Saville, who, who proved the match win. I thought those three. I thought that was the key to the game, actually. Those three got on top of Andy Vyman, Jamie Patson, Tyreek Backinson. And that is my one worry, really, with this Bristol City team, is that in some games, the midfield doesn't quite function. There's sometimes not quite enough mobility in there for me. They're not able to match the hardest of working opposition midfields, like as happened last night. So I do think, yes, they need another plan and to answer your question from before on the rotation, yeah. I wonder if this is now the time for us to look at Bristol City, Dean, Dean Holden's Bristol City Mark 2.0 and see what's going to happen when the likes of Joe Williams or Liam Walsh come in, ideally both of them. But the problem is, of course, they're still injured. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be, well, we don't know really. Timescales, Gregor, where are we with that? Well... Joe Williams, he must not be too far away. First of all, actually, just on Williams, it's been a long wait to see him. He obviously hasn't made his debut yet and he joined and there's a few rumours that he actually joined with an injury and I think he might have exasperated that in a, in a behind closed doors friendly in the first couple of days after joining. Um, we reported that he was out for a couple of months and I wasn't too sure if that was uh, completely correct but as it's happened it, it has been it's now been two months since he yeah, signed yeah. and he's still not back but he must not be too far away because the club put a video up of him last week showing him returning to training. And he, I know he's been out on the grass, just not with the main group. So, yeah, expecting him back imminently. Liam Walsh is a little bit more worrying. He's been out injured now for four or five months with a, a long-standing quad issue that Dean Holden described as niggling. And, yeah, that's a bit worrying because he said 
uh, Dean Holden said a couple of weeks ago that he would be a couple of weeks out still, mm. and there's still no sign of him. Yeah, that is a worry, and we just haven't seen him yet. I want to see what he's like, I want to see how he plays for Bristol City. So, yeah, expecting changes then for Saturday. Um, we'll talk about what's coming up after the break. We are sponsored by Who Knows Wins. If you want to get involved this week, I'll tell you what games you can predict after the break. Robins at the gate. With Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Robins at the gate with Michelle Owen. Welcome back to Robins at the Gate. So we have six games for you to predict this week. Then download the Who Knows Wins app. Loads of you did it last week. And there were some winners and there was a big pot and it can be split as well. You don't have to get them all right. It's whoever gets the most points. Our six games this week to predict are Bristol City v Swansea City, Cardiff v Middlesbrough. Uh, bearing in mind we saw Middlesbrough on Tuesday evening, so I thought that might be a good one to pick. Coventry v Blackburn, which I'll be covering. Unfortunately, I won't be at the Bristol City game, which I'm gutted about. Come on, stand in a second. Manchester United v Chelsea, Liverpool v Sheffield United, and Arsenal v Leicester. The pin is Robins in capital letters. We will tweet all the details as well, because if you have an Android phone, I can send you a link. But get involved, £2 entry, and you can predict those games. Whoever gets the most points wins. It's that simple, and you can win part of the pot. Uh, yeah, Gregoire, unfortunately, Bristol City v Swansea City, which I was so looking forward to, is now a studio game on Soccer Saturday. Because there aren't Premier League kickoffs at three o'clock, we're getting sent to different games and the best games are going in the studio. So unfortunately, I'm going to miss this one. But what's your thoughts ahead of it then? It's, it's sort of an M4 derby, not quite as close, obviously, as Cardiff and even more close Bristol Rovers, which doesn't happen anymore for obvious reasons. Uh, but Bristol City v Swansea City on Saturday... Uh, thoughts ahead of this one? Could be just the right time to play Swansea. They've had a couple of... not Well, they haven't won the last two games. They drew last night against Coventry, which is not an easy game to go to. Go up there and play Mark Robbins' side. And then they lost, surprisingly, at home last yeah, week against a shock. Huddersfield Town. Yeah, the They won't have Casey Power at the weekend, obviously, because he can't play because he's on loan. And they suffered a massive blow last weekend when it was... Uh, revealed that Morgan Gibbs White is out injured yeah. for some expected to be some three months or so. So yeah, it, it could be the right time to play them. The, the games against Swansea last season were pretty close. So I think, and I think it will be close again this coming weekend. But I just really hope Bristol City can get a result. I think even a draw wouldn't be too bad, but. They just do not want to make it back-to-back -back losses. It would then be three games, obviously, without winning and, and, and the slow downturn in results to match the previous good work before. So a win would be ideal and, and really rejuvenate the season. And I, I think they're well capable of it. I, I do wonder if maybe Bristol City might be set up to better to play against teams like Swansea where the game might be a little bit more open and free-flowing. So. I think they really struggled, like you said, in the midfield. Like you said in part one, they, they so struggled in the midfield when it was so compact and, and they were so organised Middlesbrough last night. We didn't really have any, any other ideas, but... What, what ideas do you think Dean Holder's going to bring to this? Because it was very fresh last night. It was very raw to be talking about it. But mm. what changes could we see? Because like you say, midfield, there are injuries. So it's a tricky one, isn't it? Do you think that Chris Martin and Narky Wells will start? Because they were pulled off. And uh, Semenyo came on, Shizu came on. What, what are you thinking sort of attacking-wise? Well, I was a little bit surprised maybe that we didn't see O'Dowda 
play because actually O'Dowder was excellent at Barnsley. Really, it was probably one of the best displays I've seen from him for many, many years. He, he was outstanding at driving forward with the ball, beating his man, winning the ball back, injected real en energy. And that's actually what I thought Bristol City needed a little bit last night. I, I can understand, though, why he went, he just made a straight swap of the front two for his uh, reserve front two. I don't think Antoine Semenyo is, is quite there at the moment um, to to be um, given a lot of time. So I think Famri Jeju is the, should, should be given a bit more um, game time and be maybe, come on maybe the more yeah the, the more natural replacement to come on. So I can I can understand those two coming on though and, and providing a bit of yeah a bit more in attack. Uh, on the other hand, I would have liked to have seen Martin and Wells given a bit more time up front because I do feel that those guys always offer a danger. They always create something. I mean, Martin has just been absolutely outstanding yeah, in, in his has. creation of chances. But when he goes off, I always feel that Bristol City aren't quite the same team. And likewise with Wells. Yeah. yeah. Like, likewise with Wells. He, I, he always gets a shot in here or there. It doesn't always look like he's going to score. Um, and, and he's maybe not been the most prolific as, as we would have hoped, but he does keep getting chances and he keeps getting in there. So eventually he's going to take some of these. So yeah, those guys have got to play um, Martin and, and Wells for me. Well, he, um, however, yeah. go on. however, I might be considering some changes further back. I mean, yeah, will he keep Taylor Moore? Yeah. Is that what you're about to ask me? <laughs> I was going to, well, I was going to say to you, no, actually I was going to say to you, will he make changes? Because well, Dean Holden has sort of all be, has been all about keeping the settled yeah. team. Well, we, we know he, he said to us on the podcast last week, he likes to keep uh, a winning team, but this isn't a winning team. It's their first defeat. So I guess we're going to see how, how he reacts to his first defeat. Uh, as head coach in permanent charge. I mean, Tyrick Bakerson, I think he'll keep in the team. He's had a superb start to the season. Could have had a penalty uh, last night. I mean, obviously, Morse to be out. You'd expect Hannes to come in for him. What's he going to do with Taylor Moore? Uh, is, is, I, I, I think he'll... He's got to stick with him. I, think he'll he? I was because, about to say, I think he's yeah. got to stick with him because it's a bit harsh, if not. Um, but it's hard then to see what else he would, he would change. I mean, wing-backs, perhaps. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly that. I'd, Silver I'd, the squad. Yeah, I think the back three picks itself because you haven't really got any natural centre-backs after those three. So no. you're right. I think he'll say to Taylor Moore to play through that and and Taylor will be able to do that. So, yeah, yeah the back three will stay the same. Obviously, Bentley will stay the same. I, do, I don't think he'll make changes for changes' sake. So I would suggest yeah. if he does make a change, then it might be a midfield or a wing-back. Yes. I would quite like to see possibly Jada Silva now come back because mm -hmm. Tommy Tommy Rowe has played well, mm. but let's not forget he's 32-33. Mm. It's a it's a loss of games in close proximity. So fitness and, and freshness is going to be an issue. Jada Silva was very good, I think, at Swan, I think it was at Swansea last season. And we we all know that De Silva's got great dribbling abilities, the sort of things that could spark Bristol City yeah. into life. So maybe now is the time to recall Jay. And yeah, the, the middle three are the, are the ones for me. I, I didn't think it was the best night for Tyreek Backinson last night. I thought maybe it was one game too far from him. He looked a little bit leggy at times. And, and likewise, the other two, Andy Vyman, he's always so energetic. Uh, and actually, probably Jamie Patterson was one of their better players. So yeah, yeah. I might be considered... I might consider 
um, taking out Backinson and, and giving somebody else a game for this one there. And quickly before we go then, I just want to ask you about the fans being in the sports bar and pizzeria last night. We walked past, we could see them in there. The Lansdowne Suite open on Saturday. Mark Ashton called it crazy, said the clubs are losing money hand over fist when I spoke to him before the game. Just quickly want to see your thoughts on that before we go, Gregor, because it just seems bizarre, doesn't it? It's a madness, absolute madness. It doesn't make any sense. I, I think I saw that a newspaper, a major national newspaper, had picked up that story. I reckon they might have done that off the back of your tweet, Michelle. But, mm. but yeah, it's just ludicrous, isn't it, that you can be sat in there inside watching it on the screen, but you can't on the pitch. It doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, hopefully some sense will come about at some point, but I don't hold out too much hope. No, no, me neither. Not with the way things are going, but hopefully football continues anyway, at least so we can watch some of it, albeit, unfortunately, from home. So the next games coming up then are Swansea at home, Bournemouth away. Now, these these are a little bit tricky for us next week, Gregor, so I think we're going to have to record our podcast on Thursday morning so we can reflect on those two games. Bournemouth's a tricky one as well. So we'll reflect on that and we'll look forward, look forward to Norwich next week. The game's just coming so thick and fast at the moment with these midweeks too. So we'll be chatting about those next week and see if Bristol City can get back to winning ways. Fingers crossed. Gregor, quick score prediction for Bristol City v Swansea. I'll go for 2-1 to Bristol City, I still believe. And Bournemouth against Bristol City, is it too early to stay because we haven't had that game yet? I, no, I would go for nil-nil on that one. I, I, by the way, I do fancy Bournemouth. I like the look of their squad. I know they've started a little bit slowly, but I think they're the team to beat in this division. Okay, fantastic. Gregor, as always, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. We'll be back next week, looking like Thursday at the moment, so we can reflect on those two games and delve deeper into how Bristol City are getting on in this most bizarre of seasons. We miss having the fans there, but hopefully back soon. Thanks for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us and check out our sponsor, Who Knows Wins. Robins at the gate with Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.